0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters, May 3rd. Read did PG thirteen. Steve Robertson, the Boneyard Podcast talking uh Hell State baseball. All right, let's go to Amani Larry. Holy smokes. Um, what a debut. Uh, people knew he was good. I know you had talked to Lamonas and Gotro about him. Lamonas mentioned him last week on this show, but I mean, can you remember a better debut? I
1: don't know that I can. And Mike Nemitz and I kind of joked around about it. You know, when he went he went two for two, you know, and, and he looked so good. I was joking with Nemo. I said, uh, this kid might be the greatest player in the history of the game. You know, just kind of being silly, you know. And then, then what does he do? He proceeds to go four for four and gets a walk. He doesn't get out. And then the first time he finally gets out he, is he misdirects a bunt. And then when State's down 3 nothing and needing some juice, he goes out there and gets you a two-run bomb and makes that great play. You know, State has really got something in that kid. And and he comes from a great baseball family. His dad went to Omaha with Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, he's growing up around the game. Uh, And what's interesting, too, you know, there's so many guys out there. Everybody thinks they're a superstar. When I interviewed Amadi after he committed to Mississippi State, I said, is there any chance you compete at short or maybe a third? He goes, oh, no, I'm I'm a second baseman all the way. I don't have the arm or the range to play at short. I mean – what what a sense of self-awareness, right? I mean, this is a guy that knows who he is, knows what he's capable of, and he is leading this team right now. I thought Colt Ledbetter had a good weekend, um, but Larry appears to be the table setter that State's needed, and, you know, Rowdy Jordan, of course, was, you know, kind of a stopgap guy in many respects, not really a true leadoff, but, you know, this is the first guy maybe since Jake Mangum that you've had, that you say, you know what, we can send this guy out there at the top of the inning, and, uh, the bottom half, our middle part of our order is going to get a chance to hit against the guy in the stretch
0: with the way that, um, no, I'll say, all right, Kellum Clark, he looks like he put on 15 pounds of muscle. And uh, if he figures it out, uh, he'll make everybody better around him. Both those that hit before him and after what, what do you see in there?
1: Well, you know, he had a little bit of a hand injury during the summer, and so he really worked hard on the on his lower half, and I, I think that's evident. You know, he's getting a lot more push out of his legs. That home run that left the stadium yesterday, I, that won't be the last one this year. This guy's got amazing bat speed, but also, too, now he's got the power piece to go with it where he's not having to go up there and, and – And forget about mechanics, you know what I'm saying? Now he's strong enough to just kind of stay true to the baseball. And I think as a result, you're not going to see him swinging over breaking balls quite as often. But but you're right, though. With him that far down in the order, it's like a snake in the reeds, man. I mean, it's like, who do you take a chance with? And I think that's the thing in, in years past. You know, when State's been average, maybe you've been good through the first five, six spots of the order and had nothing in the bottom third. I think you look at it right now and you probably feel like you've got eight spots that you feel really confident in. And then, you know, Lane Forsythe had a pretty decent on-base percentage. He's not hitting the ball real well right now. But all of a sudden you get him on base and you flip the order there, and I think you feel good about life. So, again, kind of back to our original point. I think offensively this team is going to be fine. You know, the, the, the season is going to be determined by the quality of starting pitching. Right.
0: Period. Yeah, I mean, you either can throw strikes and punch people out and you have a chance to do something or you don't. And you won't. Um,
1: And, but but one thing I'll say about that, this is the thing. We we go back to the recruiting piece, right? I mean, it's like one of the things, and and as a guy that's been a baseball guy his whole life, it's like, I can't stand pitchers that are scared to compete. If you're scared to get hit, you can't play in a Southeastern Conference because you're going to get hit. And then what are you going to do? You're going to fold? And so if you don't trust your stuff enough, if you don't have enough confidence in your stuff to go out there and pound the strike zone, you cannot play at Mississippi State
0: period uh all right catcher Ross Highfield um it, VMI just wore out Hancock on Saturday um and so where do you think that leaves lamonas in the coaches uh, if, if this is already on tape the word's already out um is this highfield now from here on out and you just try to find eight games? to uh rest his legs and knees and and that's the way it's going to be because you can't have this is what happens in 10 year old baseball that means stolen bases steve
1: yeah I mean, you, you can't have a walk become a triple right and and that's that's kind of what happened 11 stolen bases even ron paul Gassman me he said uh is that like a school record for uh stolen bases allowed you know and and some of that, again, it sounds like we're, we're picking on Luke Hancock, and we're not. I mean, obviously he's just making that transition back this year after doing it part-time some last year. A lot of that's on the pitchers, too. And, you know, the pitchers have got to do a good job giving him a chance. There were a couple times he had absolutely no chance whatsoever because the stolen base is stolen on the pitcher. But I think with Ross, I, Ross Highfield, and, I, and I, I'm, I'll just go ahead and make this bold proclamation right now. If Ross Highfield stays healthy, Ross Highfield will be an All-American at Mississippi State by the time he's done. That kid is an incredible player. Still got to work a little bit on the receiving piece a little bit, blocking things up. He's got a great arm. I have a lot of confidence in him, but I don't think you're ready to turn the reins over to him just yet. I think a lot of it's going to boil down to matchups. And when you have teams that are going to run a lot more, Ross is probably going to have to be in the lineup. And so what does that mean? That means Luke goes back to first. Does that mean Hunter Hines, DHs, and you sit Bryce Chance? Do you do a rowdy lefty deal? Yeah, I don't know. And it's again, you've got some options there, but you also have some difficult decisions
0: to make. If you had to guess who starts at Kentucky in mid-March, the rotation, because that's really what it's—you know—that's where they're going. Everybody. Um, who do you think will be the starters at Kentucky first series?
1: Just based on right now, I would say Kate Smith, Landon Gartman, and Brett Lofton.
0: okay hmm. um we we have people texting in that um some of that's co- pitching coach coaching on Saturday not not holding the runners and and not like you said I mean some of them just had you know I mean we they made them look like Ricky Henderson okay and BMI I mean I watched them all weekend they're not that athletic so what are your thoughts when you hear that
1: well, they got some dudes you can run. But what I would also say, too, is that if it's pitching coach on Saturday, it's pitching coach on Friday and Sunday, too. You know, so it's like let, let's not just attribute all the negative things to Scott Foxhall and not give him credit when they make an adjustment and do things better because they did a much better job holding runners on on Sunday. And if you think BMI was scared of a true freshman catcher, you're kidding yourself, right? I mean, that that's not a personnel thing. That's the fact that Mississippi State made a schematic change there and emphasize things, and again, it goes back to this whole thing about Lamontis being too nice a guy. Anybody that doesn't think Chris Lamontis had a lot of positive and negative things to say to his coaching staff after that debacle on Saturday, <laughs> you're. But basically, just 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 buy Cal Bell and cheer. Okay, don't don't offer any opinions if you believe that. If you believe Lamontis just went home and sat on a bucket and watched college basketball the rest of the evening and didn't address his team, you're kidding yourself. This guy's a great coach, and and that's the thing. It's like. Again, we're all prisoners of the moment, right? I mean, it's like you know, you're only sure. as good as your last ball game, and so you know, the bottom line is that Mississippi State baseball is going to be a good team this year. But uh, you know, they're not, the expectations. I mean, they're picked seventh in the West for a reason because they got they have to prove it. But you know, they they had a good weekend. It wasn't a great weekend it should have been. And even even if you win that game Saturday and you sweep, you still got the same issues, right? You still had the issues with the stolen bases. You still had the issues with. I've tried some guys out there that weren't strike throwers, but I remind people in case you have forgotten, go back to that 2020 year and look at what Landon Sims did against Wright State. You go back and look at that and how, how pitiful he was in his first appearance and what he ultimately became. I'm not saying these guys are going to be Landon Sims, but you can't judge any of these new pitchers just based on their first appearance, especially if it's of the negative variety. When you see Bradley Walton up there running 95 from the left-hand side and throwing it by people and you see, uh, You know, Sinjay up there spotting up that breaking ball, making people look stupid. You feel pretty good about that. But I wouldn't be negative at this point.
0: I got 20 seconds. Does Mississippi State basketball make the dance? But
1: I had to call it today, yes, but they got to win that game in Missouri. All
0: right. We'll leave it there. Thanks, Steve. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast, recapping the weekend, Uh, the meltdown on Saturday, also the wins on Friday and Sunday. Ole Miss and Southern Miss unscathed, undefeated, coming out of their first weekend over Delaware and Liberty. And they have better pitching on the mound right now. It's pretty simple. Better starting pitching on the mound right now in Oxford and Hattiesburg. Mississippi State has time to to find their way, but will they? Hour number three coming up. Good morning. Welcome in to the Out of Bounds Show.